yeah, I kind of was like, well, how do I, you know, create a business that, you know, I have full control of? How can I create something that, you know, I'm not just helping Amazon build their business? How can I have something that, you know, I'm, I get to you know, all my own? And that's when I just started thinking, I was like, well, what do I enjoy doing? Like, what did I enjoy doing even as a kid that maybe I don't do as so much anymore? Again, these are questions you should be asking yourself, like, what did I enjoy doing? So I, I had a lot of fun doing that, right? Because I was something I already liked doing. And guess what? It forced me to go do it. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. Peter Prue, known for his award-winning success with ClickFunnels, was eager to share what he knows and what drives him today. In the spirit of openness, we can see firsthand how he implements this with his product as well. We were lucky to have the time today we did. And while he has much more to say than what we could get to, it's a good start. And I expect you to hang on to every word. Peter Prue, it's good to have you here. Welcome to Ecomonics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm hoping I can uh, shed as much value and insight of my uh, you know, 12, 13 years of online businesses uh, as possible. Absolutely. So overall, the way our shows tend to work is that we use this time with you to uh, get a full scope of uh, who you are, what you do, which I'm about to ask you, um, so that our listeners can get a condensed view of it. And then they have all the time in the world to check out your YouTube channel and and check in your, on your other content as well and really see uh, what there is. So um, that's, how we, that's how we do it here. It's a lot of fun. And let's, uh, let's fire this up with that very question that I alluded to is, who are you and what do you do? So my name is Peter Prue. I uh, right now own two companies um, publicly, right? On Top Focus, uh, which is a supplement designed for entrepreneurs, as well as e-commerce empire builders, which offers programs and services for e-commerce business owners. Um, I also own, you know, on the side, affiliate marketing businesses, uh, real estate businesses. But really, my two main focuses are On Top Focus, which is our supplement, and then our e-commerce empire builders. Okay, so I'm only going to ask this just a little tiny bit because real estate does somewhat pique my interest. So, like, what exactly when you say real estate, are you just buying condos, or like, how did when did that start fitting into the picture? So I've uh, I could go down the rabbit hole. So my I kind of have it in my blood uh, just because when my parents came here from Poland um, when they were like 16, 17 years old, they couldn't get jobs anywhere. They didn't speak any English like at all. So they kind of were forced to become entrepreneurs. Uh, or for us, their kids, me and my two sisters. And, uh, you know, they tried going, you know, they couldn't get a job. So basically, they, they found opportunity in, in real estate. Um, they never really taught me much until later on in life about real estate when I just started getting interested in it. Um, so, you know, for me, I just, you know, own, uh, you know, uh, uh, single family homes, townhomes, uh, and looking to get into more bigger deals with multifamily, you know, 16 plus unit apartment buildings. Yeah, there's a great point there that you just brought up about, you know, being forced into entrepreneurship. And what I find talking to people and even from my own experience, the people that I know in my own life experience is that entrepreneurship is that calling. It's people are put into a position where they have to um, become innovators and become pioneers. Uh, I don't I don't know anybody personally who just decides to, like, abandon their, their comfort. And then all of a sudden something has to be pushing back against them, you know? 
that's that's the interesting part because like when I look over you know the past like 12 13 years even like when I first went into college like my parents the whole thing was always like you know everybody you know especially from Europe wanted to come to America because it was the American dream right you know white picket fans like all this they like that was the that was the dream right and that's what they wanted for their kids they didn't want them to struggle like they did they didn't want to do all that stuff right like they didn't want us to go through that and for them it was always okay go to college get a good job get married have kids live in a nice neighborhood like that was the thing. there's nothing wrong with that like i have nothing against that at all right um that's my sisters do that right they're not they're not business people or, or actually my own sisters but like my other sisters are, like you know what i mean everybody's on their own path like i'm never gonna be a person who's like oh you know put your nine to five no some people most people should be there. most people should be at a nine to five most people aren't cut out for the stress that comes along with entrepreneurship or scaling True. businesses at all that's why i recommend everybody just start a side hustle Right? Make yourself an extra 500 bucks a month, even 100 bucks a month, right? At least you have a little side hustle that's making you some extra money, and then you can decide if it's something you want to do full time. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, I, for me, it wasn't, I wouldn't say, say it's forced, and it's like cliche to say that, like, it, it was mainly like, I just wanted to, to, to wake up in the mornings and, like, you know, because at the there are positive set nine to five, right? You clock out and you just mm. have to worry about all those the stress and employees and like all the nonsense that, that goes along with, with running a business. But like, I wanted to, like, my big thing was I just like, I just want to wake up in the morning. It wasn't even the money. It was just like, I want to wake up in the morning and like be responsible for myself. Right. And that, that was the thing, right? Because, you know, I've been like, oh, the nine to five, it's so safe. It's so safe. But like, is it like, are you betting? Because like, think about it. When you're on your own, you're betting on yourself, right? And I'm always going to bet on right. myself over you know somebody else. But yeah, I mean, for me, that was like my big driving factor. Is like, you know, why don't I you know build something that that I can have full control of, kind of like, and and uh, and of course, there's some amazing benefits that that come along with running your own businesses um, that that get opened up to you. So that's kind of that's kind of it. Yeah, and you know what? You make a you make a good point that maybe force is well too forceful of a term. So perhaps compelled. Uh, I, I will say some people, they really are put into that position and they don't have any other option. But I think a lot of people are compelled. They're 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 driven. They're motivated to it. Um, and then I also wanted to touch on another point you just brought up. Like, you know, I didn't have to do it. Right? Like my parents were forced. Like they didn't have a choice. Yeah. They had to be an entrepreneur. And in me, it was like, okay, I made that decision. But just because I was like, oh, I don't want to be in like a, you know, a people doing the same thing day in and day out. So. Exactly. Great. So um, let's get to, let's get into uh, some of the great value that, that you provide. And uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, we we certainly can keep going on this uh, route, and uh, maybe someday down the line we will because it's fun and it's great to talk about. But uh, we, we got to, uh, we got people who are hungry for value, so let's give it to them. Uh, I took your online quiz, and what I did was. I completely BS'd it. I was trying to get like the top result um, just to essentially see like, okay, what would happen if somebody was already having, ha already has a lot of momentum going for them and what exactly uh, you would be able to offer to them. Um, and then conversely, I also tried to be a little bit more truthful and just answer all of the questions as like low as I can, zero money, zero experience. Uh, I need help putting on my own pants. Like how, like how low I could possibly go. Um, and you had an answer for both of them. Um, you had some uh, free content, right? Get people onto the YouTube channel, sign up for some of the courses. Um, but what I found more interesting out of the two was the maximum answer, which is the two comma club answer. So um, I don't think I've talked to anybody about this. I, I, I figured out like 10 minutes later what two comma is because it's the, 
you know, it's the comma is next to the uh, the amount of money that you are, are awarded or not awarded, but you're awarded for making. So uh, what happens to people who sign up and they already have a lot of momentum going for them? So you mean like as far as like somebody that already has an e-commerce business that has momentum? Yeah, or- they filled out all the max answers on the quiz. Um, so sorry, sorry, I, I'm kind of not following that. I apologize. Okay, but no I, problem. But like, so what do you what do you mean? Like as so, as- so let's say hypothetically that I'm someone who uh, went through the quiz and I answered all the questions at max. So I have the highest amount of um, business going into it. And then you offer the uh, the two comma uh, answer. So that's what yeah. I want to know more about. Yeah. So, 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 you know, we, we offer a lot of different kinds of services and, and things like that because there, there is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's tough because when business is going really well, Right. And this is like a deeper answer. Like a lot of people, when business is going well, like you're not innovating, right? People think that they will innovate when everything is going well, but you're not. You're usually going to innovate when you're in some sort of pain with the business, whether that's, you know, I'm not making the profits that I saw. I can't pay myself as much, right? Like that's when, that's when you kind of go through this thing. So, you know, one of the things that we found is a lot of e-commerce business owners that say they're doing well, aren't actually doing as well as they should be. Meaning, right? At the end of the day, right, what's the profits or what's the profits of the business? So, so our big thing, you know, two comma club is like something ClickFunnels came out. That's like the awards right there that, that they give out. We earn a million bucks. We have our own award system to uh, those crystals back there. But, uh, you know, our big thing is, you know, a lot of people in e-commerce specifically don't understand, you know, direct response marketing. They don't understand what like a sales funnel is and like mm-hmm. how it benefits. So that's like the first thing, right? Like if you look at somebody that's already doing well, right? And again, they're doing well. They... Again, when most people are doing well, it's like an uphill battle trying to tell them, well, you need a funnel, you need a funnel because they're already doing well. They're not trying to innovate, right? They don't, it's a harder sell, right? But most people, you know, that that do want to innovate, you kind of have to show them, right? So that's where kind of like our funnels come in. So we have, you know, sales funnels specifically for for, for e-commerce businesses. And then if you already are somebody that's using a sales funnel for your e-commerce business, um, how do you optimize that even further? And then we also have something called like a back end, uh, email uh, 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 email system that, that we, we kind of like developed um, uh, leveraging like the power of kind of like uh, uh, email uh, marketing, right? So meaning, you know, automations for non-buyers, automations for your existing buyers, you know, daily emails that get sent out to your list, right? A lot of people don't realize that, but like if you have an email list and you're collecting emails and they're not regularly being followed up with, like non-buyers, buyers, right? That's like, that's free money. That is, that is, the closest thing to free money that, that you're going to get. And if you're not using that, um, that, that, that's key. So the first thing, like if somebody's already doing well, you're, let's say they're doing, you know, 10 grand a month or whatever it is in their business, right? First, and if you're using like Shopify or something like that, right? Making sure you have some sort of funnel for it, right? Mm-hmm. So a funnel is designed to capture leads, email addresses, and then try and get them to make that first purchase, upsell opportunity, subscription opportunity to get those, get those rebuilds in your business. Um, but then like, what does that look like? What does that look like for the people that opted in? What does that look like for the people that, that purchase, right? They all need to have their own journeys mapped out, right? And that's where a lot of people struggle. They don't have these kind of journeys mapped out. They, they just throw Shopify stores out there, product page. Okay. I'm making, you know, I spent 20 bucks to acquire a customer that for, you know, 40 bucks, I made $5. Like, and they keep thinking that, Oh, if I just keep getting more buyers, I'll make more money. When in, in fact, the reality is like you can optimize what you have a lot better and be able to spend more money on advertising. You know, somebody I consider a mentor of mine, Dan Kennedy, he said it beautifully, right? He who can spend the most so far, customer wins, right? Like at the end of the day, like think about it. Imagine 
like I, this is what I spend most of my day, day doing, right? Like I, I, there's two things I spend most of my day doing: thinking how can I spend more money than my competition? How can I spend, you know, uh, you know, on a let's say a twenty dollar product for somebody to buy? How can I spend, you know, two hundred dollars and, and still be profitable, right? Like think about if you ten x or two x your customer acquisition costs. Let's say right now you're breaking even at twenty dollars your Facebook ad, twenty bucks, and you can't make any more money. Right? Like, what if you actually could spend 40 and your business was profitable? Like, that's a game changer, right? And the, that's what I'm spending most of my time doing. I'm always thinking, like, next level, next level. And that's what most business owners should be thinking about. Not like, oh, what's the next, you know, viral product that I can sell? Right. right? Yeah, I can make it a little bit of money. But, dude, look at any business book. They tell you, right? They tell you that you don't make money on first-time sales. Most businesses don't make money on first-time sales. So if you are somebody that's profitable on your first-time sale and you're not exploiting that to every advantage that you possibly have, right? you are leaving so much money on the table. And then especially if you build, build all these things that we're talking about, the funnels, the back-end email automation, monthly subscription offerings, it, that's the game changer. Right. So, um, and then the second thing I spend most of my time doing is, uh, is, uh, is, is thinking about what, are my customers spending their money on and why aren't I selling that to them or why am I not getting a cut of that money, right? Because these little things on start unlocking more income streams in your business and you want as many as possible, right? So like my, you know, I look at look all of my businesses and I'm saying, how can they complement each other, right? That's why I, 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 I always say like, have, you know, be it in as many business models as you can do, right? Anybody listen to this that has an e-commerce business, there's no reason you shouldn't be doing affiliate marketing. There's no reason you shouldn't be selling the course or digital products to your customers, right? Like all of these things you have the opportunity to do, right? You just have to do the research, you know, hire somebody to create the content for you or whatever it is, right? Do it, do it yourself. But those are my favorite business models because they also complementary and they all help somebody that already is making money, make more money, right? Digital products, e-commerce, physical products, and affiliate marketing. That, that's a lot to uh, to take in. And as you're talking, I, I took down a few points. But what I actually want to do is jump ahead to something that I wanted to ask you about um, the uh, the digital project uh, labeling, um, where and I, and this is something that I didn't know about. Oh, sorry, it's called a PRL. I didn't know about this until I until I was researching you. And I think this is something incredible that people have got to know about. I think there's a lot of reluctance to want to make digital prod product because. That's an investment of time, but they don't have to do that. There actually is like almost like a drop shipping equivalent to it. So can you fill us in on PRL? Yeah, I mean, I've been talking about PRL. I mean, just so everybody knows, like every, I feel like the internet marketing uh, whole world, just it goes through cycles where people think things are new, but they're not. PLRs have existed like before Shopify even was a business. Like before any, like literally PLRs have existed for a long time. Basically, you can go to, you know, my favorite. I don't I have no affiliation with this company at all. I totally should get paid by these people for how much I met with them. It's called the PLRstore.com. I personally think that's the best place to buy PLRs. Again, somebody watching could think somewhere else. Again, I don't know these guys at all. I just give them a lot of money because uh, I buy a lot of these things. So there you can go on the PLR store um, and you can, you know, let's say you sell camping stuff, right? You could type in camping, right? And then it'll you search and it'll give you, you know, Maybe not hundreds, some niches you'll get hundreds of PLRs, but other ones, you might have three, four different kinds of uh, PLR packs there. Now, these PLR packs, they cost a couple bucks, three, four bucks at most. And then when you download them, they basically send you a text file with a ton of articles and ebooks already written. Mm-hmm. So you might buy a camping one that costs you $5.99. Inside there will be, you know, 10 different articles about different topics around camping. And here's the thing with these PLRs. 
um, they will, most of them will come as text documents, right? They'll just come as plain Jane text documents. Some of them might be repackaged and look a little bit nicer, but most of them will just look very plain, boring text documents. Then what you can do is either go to Fiverr, Upwork, whatever, give somebody's text on and be like, make it look pretty, right? Or the easiest thing you can possibly do is just go to Google, uh, Google Slides, right? Choose a theme on Google Slides with a color and just take the best pieces and make like a five, you know, just put it and package it nicely. Here's the thing about digital products a lot of people on e-commerce drops don't understand is it's a whole, it's the same, like marketing is the same, but the packaging has to be premium on these digital products because it can't, again, it's people... It's all perceived, right? It's all perceived value, right? All the information is out there. So when you sell digital products, it's all about a feeling, right? So look, you can you can get that text file and send it to your customers as a plain text file, and they'll be like, the hell? it's just a wall of text, like what the hell? Like what am I supposed to do with this? Or you take that same information, package it into a nice, you know, ten-page ebook that you make, or get somebody to make for you, and it's a whole different feeling, right? It's a it's a completely different feeling. Picture yourself getting a text file and be like, whoa, what is this crap? I don't want this. Right versus you know a nice PDF guide that just shows you everything very nicely, and in these PDF guides you can promote your products, right? You can promote affiliate products, you can push them out to your website, so very beneficial, right? I love PLRs because these are ways that you can differentiate yourself from a lot of people, right? Like let's say you sell you know e-commerce products right now, you're selling like posture correctors or whatever, right? You can you I'm always thinking like how can you like and especially with any clients we work with, I'm like well why should they buy from you? instead of going to Amazon or a competitor, right? You have to answer that in your favor, right? And the easiest way to do that is just bundle more stuff, right? That is mm-hmm. valuable for your niche uh, in your main offer. So you're selling posture correctors. Maybe there's like a, some video course that you can get somebody to help you make. You can get some eBooks uh, from that get designed from your PLRs and bundle them in, give them for free, right? It, with your main offer, right? Because then at least you have some differentiating factor um, to to, to kind of like work off them, right? Because you're always looking for, you have to give them a reason to buy from you. Otherwise, like, again, you know, they're, they're, those customers are just going to get scooped up by Amazon, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I decided to order a TV for myself uh, for Black Friday, new apartment. We don't have one yet. And I had to force myself not to shop on Amazon. I, I buy things on Amazon, but I said, I got to support somebody else once in a while. Like I was so, I was so compelled by it, but I'm, uh, I'm an exception in this case because I have a heightened understanding of the uh, inner workings of it with all the people that I talk to. Um, the other thing I want to, I want to touch on too, is the difference between the, the plain text document versus having it into a, a high quality with the, with the visuals and is the audio a factor. Can people implement audio in this or is it just like, I say is because I feel like e-commerce attracts a lot of people that have never run a business before because it's so easy to get started with dropshipping. I mean, anybody can yeah. start. You don't even need money. You literally can start for zero dollars and just like you know, get a trial to Shopify or ClickFunnels or whatever, and like you could be in business. And it, there's been no better time ever to start. But with that, right, comes a lot of these things that people don't expect. So, audio, love it. Video, love it. But here's the thing: you need to know what you're talking. Right. So either you go educate yourself, go pick up some books, go watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos so you can make an educational, um, you know, uh, like talk educated about it. And this comes down to like the, the like I have like these four pillars I kind of, you know, uh, coined at the e-commerce empire builder. And the first pillar for any business, it does, it's not just e-commerce, is the niche. Right. Like how like, like, how, like people are out there searching on YouTube, like what are the best winning viral products for you know, November, December? Right. Like, that's crazy, 
Like you're, you're going on a YouTube, and I know this because we release content like this all the time. It gets the most views, it gets the most engagement. But like seriously, like, think about that, right? Like when you look at a company, like a real company, what do they have? Do they have product research departments or do they have market research departments? No, they have market research departments. They have market research that's happening, right? So they can see what what's the pulse on the market. What are these people buying? What are they doing that? And then they develop it. They have a product development, which then takes all the problems that they've gathered and can create now something that is unique in the marketplace that solves people's problems. So like back, make a long, long question. I told you I was going to do this. <laughs> Long-winded answers here. But uh, <laughs> uh, when, uh, when you do like an audio or something like that, I I would love for you to do that. 100% if you, but you've got to go into a niche that you actually could talk about or you enjoy. And that's why my biggest thing is start a business around something you enjoy. It doesn't have to be something you're crazy passionate about, but like, Holy hell, like I can't even imagine start waking up every morning to like sell like makeup brushes and stuff. Like everybody wants to, to, to be rich and make a whole bunch of money and like but they, they need to learn it by themselves that that's not gonna actually make you happy because you will be I promise you you will be miserable with the money and you have to wake up every morning, write emails to people you have no idea about, you have to sell products you know nothing about, you don't enjoy like I'm telling you, everybody wants to find that out the hard way though. I did too everybody. It's like you could it's gonna go in one ear, out the other for pretty much everybody me saying this, but like like the, the, I want you to have fun, right? And a lot of people don't have enough fun like building their businesses. Especially you have to have a lot of fun in the beginning because that's where that's where most people fail at that starting point. And there's going to be a lot of roadblocks. There's a lot of stuff you have to learn. You got to you got to you know, consume a lot of content, implement a lot of stuff. So it's it's a lot of stuff that you can you know can call it quits, which is why a lot of people fail at it in those early stages. So being at least kind of involved in what you like will, will kind of like help you not you know not quit. One thing I want to touch on there is that um, from my own uh, freelancing in the last uh, uh, seven eight years, it took time for there to be any money involved. But it wasn't like like you're saying it wasn't just about the money and and I don't want it to come across like some some sappy hallmark card term of oh it just it's just self fulfilling it is but there are other tangible ways that you can enrich yourself um, I made connections with people uh, connections can lead to other connections which can lead to job opportunities if I were to so ask um, it, some people they would treat me to to dinner which meant for a great experience and there's all these great unique experiences that I would have that over time. Um, made me into a more competent and, and maybe better at my job too while I'm at it. So money is one resource that you can earn, but you can earn other resources too that all increase your value. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, it's, like I said, at the end of the day, it's it's important in the beginning. And, and this is, again, going to be another thing that there's like, it's like a controversial subject is like, you know, it's hard to start a business, you know, if you don't have resources, right? And like, because like, again, like back to like the nine to five thing, like people will be like, oh, on your brain, just quit your nine to five, like, you know, and all this stuff, but it's difficult, right? Because if you're super stressed out about money and making money, like people ask that, like, well, what's the difference between people that go and make 10 grand, you know, their, their first few months for stone? Man, I'm telling you, it's like the people aren't super stressed about it. I swear, it's like, dude, if you are super stressed about it, right? I feel like it's a magnet. It just kind of like repels further from you. For some reason, right? It's like the more you want something, the, the kind of the further away it gets. So you know that's why I suggest like always get into something that you can enjoy, something you can get behind, something you can have fun doing. Yeah, and then um, just from some of the uh, content that I viewed, that one degree of separation, and it's not much of one, but it is there, is looking into something that you can see yourself being interested in. 
maybe not something that you are necessarily already passionate about, but you think, oh yeah, okay, I can I can see myself getting into this. Uh, can you think of anything in particular where like you had that decision where you said, oh yeah, okay, this works, this could work for me. No, yeah, I mean, you know, our first you know seven figure business was, was my uh, was my fishing business, and you know that whole thing started was after I lost my Amazon business. That was just selling random ass products from around the house. Like I wasn't even like selling like anything I cared about whatsoever. It was like sports and outdoor gear, fitness gear, like I have a whole bunch of stuff, um, and I just didn't enjoy it. Right, I, and I can go off on Amazon all day long, but. Um, yeah, I kind of was like, well, how do I, you know, create a business that, you know, I have full control of? How can I create something that, you know, I'm not just helping Amazon build their business? How can I have something that, you know, I'm, I get to, you know, call my own? And that's when I just started thinking, I was like, well, what do I enjoy doing? Right? Like, what did I enjoy doing even as a kid that maybe I don't do it so much anymore? Like, and these are questions you should be asking yourself. Like, what did I enjoy doing? Do I have any hobbies? Do I have any of this? And that's when I was like, okay, well, I love fishing. And I enjoyed it. I loved building that business. I, I had a lot of fun doing that, right? Because I was something I already liked doing. And guess what? It forced me to go do it more, right? So it was something I, where I now could be like, hey, you know, me going fishing is actually working, right? Same thing for you, right? So that's like people ask me, what's the best niches? What are the best niches? I personally believe, and I always strongly recommend people, some sort of hobby, right? Some sort of hobby because the hobbies are evergreen. They, most of them for the most part, have pretty much been around for hundreds of years, right? Hobbies. And they're not going anywhere. Like a lot of these, they're not, they're not going anywhere. They're always getting into them. So that's why I usually strongly suggest if you don't have any hobbies, literally just go to Wikipedia, type in a list of hobbies. And there are so many there to choose from. Literally pick anything. Don't even like, you don't, you know, you don't have to like waste three weeks trying to figure it out. Just pick something, get started, um, and, and, and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 uh, you warned me that you would, uh, uh, that you would, you would sink into these things. It's, it's a shame we've only got you for so long, really. All right. So let me, let me go through some of the stuff that I wanted to, uh, to bring up. I consider myself at this point, somewhat of a ball work between what, um, people know and, and don't know having conducted so many interviews so far. And although I don't say it as often as I should, I do encourage my listeners to go through this in chronological order. I think it's more helpful for my listeners that way. So guys, consider that, but you know, do what you got to do. Um, but you brought up a direct response earlier, and this one has not crossed my radar. So can you just uh, touch on this briefly, like what direct response is and how, it, how it's implemented? So look, this is something I personally, direct response marketing has been around pretty much for, for also since the beginning of marketing. Um, you know, Dan Kennedy is who kind of I really lean towards. That's really the I learn from a lot of people, but like at the end of the day, like I mainly learn from him, right? Books, his courses, all that stuff. Um, but basically, you know, when you market something, like if you go and look at like a TV commercial, Coca Cola, and things like that, right? What are they doing, right? A lot of people think, oh, I'm just advertising just to stay top of mind. I'm here, but they're not. Right, they're not doing that. Right? Yes, they can just throw advertising budgets out there, and they don't necessarily see a direct return. So, what they're doing is, of course, to always stay on top of mind. But what they're doing is like they're competing for words. Right? They're competing for words. They're competing for you know, like when you say soda, right? Like you say the word soda, right? What's the first word that most people uh, think of? Right? They probably move, and they, this is this is how they can judge like, well, you know, what's top of mind for people, right? So most people will say Coca-Cola. Maybe this, some people will say, uh, you know, Pepsi, you know, whatever, like all those things. But probably Coca-Cola would be the winner, right? So that's why they have to continue mm-hmm. to throw money out there without seeing any immediate return on it. And you could see this, like if I say laundry detergent, right? 
who's going to be tied, right? I, yeah. I would, yeah, it was tied. It was tied. Like every single person. And that's why those kind of companies advertise like that because they are on such a mass scale that they are, they, they have such, their budgets are insane, right? Because they're competing for a word, right? And if you can win a category for a word, right? Like your business will be, you know, around forever. Like that's when you look at Coca-Cola tied and there's words like this, you know, you know, you know, everywhere, right. That, that are out there. People are competing on and. But us, like people like that are starting a business, bootstrapping businesses, or you know, even like a seven-figure business, like you need to you need to be able to put you know a dollar in and see well how much is that dollar going to go? You're putting this money to work, right? And that's where direct response comes in. It allows you to advertise and measure right your marketing efforts a lot better by creating assets for your business, creating buyers for your business, building your list, right? So like in e-commerce, right? Direct response, right? Most I would say most e-commerce businesses aren't direct response marketing because all they do is they are basically competing just on a product, right? They're just like, oh, here is my product catalog. Come and find and pick something, right? Direct response marketing is much more a product, not product focused, but problem focused, problem solution focused, showing customers, well, here, hey, or do you have this problem, X, Y, Z, whatever, here's how to fix it. And this is why e-commerce owners they need to do this because they you gotta you gotta focus on the problems that your product solves, right? And not just giving people a ton of broad things that your product can do. So, for example, like if you're you know selling you know fishing words, right? Like what's the real result people want, right? Catch more fish, bigger fish, whatever it might be, right? So that's how you want to market it, right? And then when, as you're marketing this one thing, you want to just tell them, hey, what's the best one thing? Oh, this fishing word, like this is the one that's going to get you this result all this stuff right that you want right you want to catch more you want to get more uh, likes on your instagram when you share it right this is the one not a catalog of all of these different ones right because people all want to be told what's the best right go look at restaurants right what does every restaurant do it's 80 20 rule right they they highlight bestseller bestseller or look a star you know customer favorite customer favorite 80 percent of that restaurant sales come from those handful of products then you know the thousands of them Right? Same exact thing that you want to be doing in your business. Yes, you want your customers to have options. That's what Shopify is for, but customers, right? People that have given you money already, give them a place to go browse around and buy more stuff, right? But with your when you're direct response marketing, right? Those are people that haven't heard from you before. They don't like you, trust you, anything. They have no idea of your existence, right? So when you market to these people, you can't just send them to a store that you would send customers to who already know, like, and trust you, and they can browse around and buy whatever they want. With cold traffic, you need to be able to, you know, capture their attention, right? Agitating their problem, showing what their problem is, and then showing, hey, this is the product that creates the solution for you, right? And you do that by, you know, using a sales funnel, right? A sales funnel is set up properly where it's like, hey, it's an email capture page, landing page, right? Leading to actually getting them to buy right away. And then, you know, really, you know, getting them to spend more money with your upsells and your lifetime value with your with your monthly subscription. One, one quick thing about... Um about funnels is that if it's possible to split test funnels, because I would imagine you would need two different domains or I'm not really sure how it works. Is it possible to split test? More like e-commerce empirebuilders.com, right? One funnel can go to slash, you know, funnel one as slash funnel two slash funnel three, whatever, or product name, whatever. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was just wondering if you would have to just rely on like the main part of the domain, but that checks out. Uh, yeah. Your, your proficiency with click funnels um, cannot be understated. Um, and I think once people get a visual for you, they'll, they'll, they'll see what I mean. Um, well, I it comes with, it comes with, and this is like something else, it comes with like mastery, right? And I'm not tooting on horn, but like tooting our own horn here, but like our entire team here, all they do every single day is e-commerce. That's what we talk about all day. That's what we do all day because we love it. That's what we do. And, and 
that's what you have to do for whatever it is that your niche is, right? You have to be you have to be obsessed with the market. At the end of the day, it, it's it's one thing to be passionate about the niche, but we all know people that have been passionate about this niche, but they don't know how to market it, right? So, so the funnels and all that, the, the marketing, right? Those are the mechanisms. That is where you need to be good at that, and then also good at whatever it is that you're selling to. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I, I read your your Forbes article, is that your development process for funnels was also intense, uh, to, to say the least. Uh, you went through over 50 different variations of it until you found one that was uh, converting. Uh, do you mind expanding on this process yeah, for us? Like how, like your testing process and what you found was working yeah, so what wasn't? I was in a mastermind. This was probably six years ago. And uh, it was all just like Amazon sellers. And at the time, a company came and was doing a demo to our mastermind. Like probably like 15 of us in there with like, this call. And it was ClickFunnels. They were just coming out. They were just going around showing demos and getting people to sign up and enjoy part of their account. And that's where I first learned about, you know, direct response marketing and how these kind of funnels work and operate for a business owner, right? And, uh, you know, at that time, I wasn't really running like any kind of, you know, of my, my businesses or I was running my Amazon business. I was kind of dabbling in a few different kinds of niches. Um, but that's where I started just like finding random products and putting them into these funnels and trying to make them work. And I was like, well, what's wrong with this? Like, why can't I make this work? Like I was selling like, like weird ass, uh, 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 what were they? They were uh, like, so- you know, the soccer mom stickers where you, they put them on the their minivans yep. and like it's like kids. And like, I'm selling like that because I don't know anything about anything about that stuff. And that's when I started kind of getting into like, well, well what if I do something I actually enjoy and then, you know, uh, make a long search up in there? But, uh, uh, yeah, that's where I was just trying every single product, spending a whole bunch of money, just not even on advertising, but just like education because it was so foreign to me. Right, it was, it was such a foreign topic to me, and it's it's interesting because probably like nine years ago, right when I was you know really in, in my Amazon business, um, I would really be direct response marketing. I was I was reading Dan Kennedy already. I was reading all this, right? But it didn't click for me. It, it's weird. Like I will still look at some of those books that I had from Dan Kennedy. I was like, how did I read this back? How did I? Read? I, I, I didn't do. I, I didn't understand it at all. Right, but it wasn't until I really like was like, okay, here's how funnel. Works. They made it so easy. Obviously, put funnels back back nine years ago. Making a funnel was very difficult. That's why why I couldn't wrap my head around it properly. Um, but you know, um, it, it, it's just interesting. It's interesting to look back. Like, it, like I was studying direct response marketing, but I wasn't like actually implementing it or really, really understood it. And like I said, it, I think a, a majority of my funnel failures um, were just I was just trying to sell like random products. It's like random products that, that I didn't really understand the target market. Yeah, I, I think too uh, that there's a sinking in process where things do take time and they have to be integrated into the brain. There needs to be application for it. So uh, that checks out. I, there's still stuff from college that I, to, to this day, I'll go, oh my God, now I understand. So yeah, it, it happens. Uh, the other part of the, the funnel that I wanted to ask you about, and this is more uh, granular, it's regarding the the idea that a funnel can have too many steps. And so traffic that is warm when it gets there ends up cooling off by the time that they've reached the checkout. So uh, people can just get the full scope of it on the video, but can you give us a rundown yeah, of it so, here? For example, with the Shopify store, most Shopify stores, it takes about seven clicks before somebody buys from you, right? And that's a funnel, right? Like it's not a good funnel, but that's a funnel, right? They have to click the ad, they have to you know, click add to cart, they have to then click uh, on the cart page then they have to click, you know, proceed to checkout or whatever that thing is. Then they have to enter their shipping address. Then they're billing it. So, so it's always like six or seven clicks before they click the 
complete order, but you know, with a funnel, and that's a funnel, right? Because a funnel is it's like a funnel, right? Like a thousand people come in, and then like two or three come out, or whatever it is, right at the bottom. And with a with, a, with the way we set up our funnels, like within two clicks, you already get money, right? So Facebook ad landing page with a two-step order form, they fill that out, click, and then they have the uh, they can put in their billing, right? Now, if I, that's a short funnel, right? That's a very short funnel right there. And that's why you'll see conversion rates typically on a funnel order form conversion rate, 10%, right? And then compared to a Shopify store, typically on average, and somebody will be like, I have a 10% or, but again, for the most part, most people have around, you know, one, 1% conversion rate, max 2%. Yeah, I've seen people have a very high conversion rate, but for the most part, between 1%, 2% uh, is what an average Shopify store. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears, uh, not too drastically, um, but somewhat drastically here, because this is one that I wanted to make sure that I asked you about. Um, your one of your videos is uh, you talk about your 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 fishing lure. It's a you, you, what you did was you combined two different products together. Uh, there's the frog, which is the lure. It's, I don't know if it's plastic. I'm not sure what material it is. And then there's a spinner piece, which I guess is also like it's attractive to fish. Yeah. And what you did was you contacted your supplier to try to combine these two. Now, I suppose there's limitations to like how much craftsmen, like how much com- originality, or like how much products can be manufactured from that side. But I didn't think there was any. I thought that suppliers, they have their product and either you sell it or you don't, or you find somebody else that has it. So uh, how did you, uh, can you go through that for us? Like how you actually to kind of make the product yourself? Yeah, most people that do like AliExpress, yeah, you're not going to be able to con- change it around, right? AliExpress is just step one of a very, very big pot. Um, so AliExpress, obviously, products are kind of the way they are. You can't really do much about it, right? But after you find some winners and you're making money, you shouldn't be dropping from AliExpress anymore, right? Like you should be moving into your fulfillment centers at that point, okay? That's 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 where you can take back control and make product development. Um, so usually you can find these suppliers on Alibaba. Obviously, I had a good relationship with my supplier already at that point. Um, that I use. So, you know, to me, I already knew that that product was selling well because I saw somebody had something similar that really popped off. Because, and again, this, I kept a personal mark. I was in all the Facebook groups, following all the influencers. And this product, you could not buy it anywhere, literally anywhere. It was not available to buy, right? But I, you know, and people were paying way premiums for it too at the time. It's still a good sound product, but it's, it's just not as crazy. Um, I basically took a picture of it, I showed my supplier. Right, most of these things are made in China to begin with. They're like, yeah, I can make that. Right now, you can easily drop ship this product because it's basically like, yeah, you can you can even find it on AliExpress now. So it's available to drop ship. But back then, you know, you know, product molding can be expensive, right? If you have a lot of changes, right? But the thing is, like, a lot of these suppliers are equipped to do that. If you're working with a supplier that like only uh, you know only works with fishing rules, only work with this, like, they can do these kind of things for you. That's why I encourage like. Get your get your kind of like business up and running because then you can make all these changes that you need. Maybe there's always this one complaint about this one product of yours that people just want change, right? And if you you can do you maybe can't do that right away when you're doing AliExpress, but when you make like an inventory purchase, you can make those changes, right? In in, in on the product, now, that's where you can really start creating good customer loyalty and really even further differentiate yourself from your competition and, and Amazon. So the one part of that, I just wanted to to make sure I heard right. So basically you had created this because there was very, very, very little availability. People had to pay uh, an arm and a leg for it. But then it... Yeah, it sold out. 
there from all those, you know, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's. Like, you couldn't get this. But uh, um, maybe not entirely, but largely due to your actions, now it's it's all over. And now other people have made YouTube videos about that being the winning product, and now they're trying to... Yeah, I mean, that product, you know, it. like I said, that was a great... I, we made a lot of money with that product back then. I made a lot of... I made, yeah, it, it, well over six figures just on that one, just that one product alone. Um, but yeah, it's like anything, like in, at least in, in that niche fishing, like once one, one guy makes it and like all the other people start seeing that it's selling well, like everybody starts slapping their brand on it and, and there's the product. Right. It might not be like niches like that, but what fishing is. Uh, and it's also important too, and guys, this is a really key takeaway is how invested, uh, Peter is in the community as well. Let's listen to what he's saying. He's following the influencers. He's part of the Facebook communities. He enjoys it too. It's, it, it is a way to take a part of yourself and enhance that and share that with other people and build a greater uh, net for others. So that, that's an important point. I just want to say it again, because it needs to be, uh, it needs to be hammered home. Now we don't have you for very much longer. Um, so at the risk of like opening up a, a huge can of worms and doing something that can take 10, 15 minutes, um, I, I, the, here's, here's what I want to ask you about. Cause I'm a bit of like a, a supplement guy. I like supplements. I have a sleep pill. I've been ordering the same one for like the last two years. And so far it scores like 99 successes. One time it didn't work, but I had three slices of pizza before bed. So it was totally my fault. Anyways, uh, uh, can you tell me about your, um, well, sorry, I, 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 I spaced the name. Um, untapped. So you can learn about untapped, right. Untapped. Okay. So I basically, you know, developed a product called Untapped Focus. Now you can go get all the nutrition labels and all that stuff. You know, my big thing was, you know, a few years ago, I was just taking you know, pre-workouts. I was mixing different kinds of supplements into one. And look, I just have this business mindset all the time where I'm like, what? And I always think about, it. I don't know why, but I'm like, why am I buying this from somebody else? Why don't I just make my own? That's what I did, right? So I basically had these three supplements I love taking. There was a mixture of nootropics and like pre-workouts. I worked with a local local supplier, right? They had like the the, the mad scientists and all the you know, all the stuff, the regulations that you have to get through. And they were able to look at these three supplements, take all the key kind of like ingredients out of out of there. You can find all the ingredients, all the science behind them on ontapfocus.com if you want to, um, and develop me a product. And it, it, it wasn't like it was a it was it's not as easy as I'm making a team. By the way, it took sure. like over a year just to develop. Um, but they were able to create me a product that basically was, you know, a three-in-one solution to all the products that, that I have, right? Um, so that that's kind of like where where that came from. Yeah, and then um, one one thing I'm learning about it because I'm not going to lie, there's a part of me that wants to try it out for myself. But one of the things that always put me off with these um, uh, with the with the powders is that. I feel like as effective as it is, I'm going to like burn through it in the course of a week. And then, oh, now, now I'm hooked. Now I'm going to be ordering these things pretty frequently. So how would you rate the, um, uh, the density of it compared to other ones? Like how much scoops get you going? So that's what I, I always prefer powder just because I, you can regulate how much you actually take. Uh, there is a little bit of caffeine in ours. It's not like pumped with like tons of caffeine like, like others are. But uh, you can. I personally prefer that just because you can regulate. You can, you know, if you want to do two scoops, you want whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, I personally take it, and I've been taking it for the past, you know, year and a half now for every single morning. Every single morning, I've literally there has not been a morning that I haven't taken every single day. And again, it comes from that place where it's like, oh, I wanted to start a business where I don't care if it fails. I don't care because I've created something that I want. And when you do that, 
right? Your marketing is better. Your everything just works better because you're not chasing like, oh, I need this to work, right? Create stuff that you actually yourself use and are proud of. Fantastic. Yeah, and one other thing that I'll mention too um, is if you want to see a funnel in action, um, you will see uh, Peter's um, insight into uh, how funnels uh, can be effective with the untapped product. So that'd be a good way to study up on how funnels can can be effective. All right, so we're we're down to like the last couple of minutes here, and then I got to let you go. Um, so this one, I think this is a good one to end off on. Um, from your Instagram, this is not the whole quote, but enough to get my question. Um, building a business can be extremely fulfilling. Uh, you'll discover strengths that you never knew you had and also overcome obstacles you never thought you'd face. So the question I posed to you is what strengths did you discover throughout this? Oh man, like, you know, I look at it over, you know, a tw- again, like 12, 13 years now, like the mindset shift that happened from like, you know, just trying to make some money from affiliate marketing to now running a business has like 30 plus people, right? Um, cause like, you know, when I was first starting, it was just, it was, it was like fun. Right. But like, eventually that fun is going to turn into something bigger than you if you stick with it long enough, which is kind of like where we're at right now. And like for me, like big, like big thing, I, I say that I've been saying this for a long time. It's like, you know, I will never fail. Right. It's impossible for me to fail. It's impossible for my team to fail because, you know, we hit this one thing and that most people want, and that is showing up every single day. Right. Like whether I'm tired, I'm sick, I'm having a bad day. It, you know, I will show up every single day because I no longer do it for myself, right? Like I don't, it's not like I need an extra thousand bucks a month. Like I truly don't like at all. It's not hundred percent, but I'm doing this for other people now, right? I got 30 people that rely on me. If I decide to, oh, I'm sick today. I don't feel like it. I'm having a bad day. Like I'm not just impacting myself anymore, right? I can call it quits right now. Probably the rest of my life pretty, pretty comfortable. But I, I'm not doing that, right? Because again, I come from that place of entrepreneurship, right? Like you're going to come to a decision one day. And that's why I say like dealing with the stress of entrepreneurship, most people aren't cut out for it, right? That's why I say just do it as a side hustle and then you can decide because it will snowball if you put enough effort into it. It will grow faster than you expect. And then you, you will have to hire other people and then your responsibilities shift, right? It's it's now more so than, oh, just you and your family, right? You've got like, people... Uh, other other people's family you're trusting other people right and and that's where you know my mindset shift totally right i i came from the place of you know researching and doing like i don't like my bed isn't filled with doing like i'm not doing a lot of stuff every day like i'm making like decisions every single day right like you know that that's that's what you know and and again it's like you change right you change like in the beginning you're doing everything by yourself and then you're you're going into this place where you have to like rely on other people trust other people um, with, with what you've created. Right. Um, and, and, and that's, that's been for me, that's been like the biggest, uh, the mm-hmm. biggest people are depending on you, uh, not just uh, for work, but also because they depend on what you make and what you give them. Oh, that's amazing. You know, actually, um, one other thing that I just want you to touch on uh, very tiny, uh, cause I know you're part of the dropshipping council. And if I don't ask you this, then I don't get to complete the set. So, uh, how did you, uh, how did you get involved in the council? And then I'll let you go. So I was invited to it. I, it it's just that easy. We, we, I was invited to it, I think as a, as a, as a founding member, um, originally, and, uh, you guys can learn more by, by I think it's dropshippingcouncil.com or dropshippingcouncil.com. Um, you know, you have to be making a hundred thousand dollars a month. I don't know if that restriction is necessarily still there or not. Maybe, you know, what, you know, again, um, you know, I, uh, I personally liked it because, you know, we, we were able to meet up at least once in a while. Like we recently came out of, of, of Q4, 
uh, a Q4 video with myself and uh, two other guys that are that are pretty big in the, in the kind of YouTube and e-commerce space, and just delivering more value to, to to the community. Where basically it was an hour long mastermind call, just talking about all the things happening happening in, in Q4 and things like that. So it's nice to be part of uh, something like that. And I encourage like whatever step of the process you're in, like find something that you can do with people that are on the same path as you, as well as you know where you want to go. Terrific. Well, uh, thank you for the concise answer. I know I kind of deceived you a little bit there, but I swear I, 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 I'm obsessed with fitting shit in the set. All right. So uh, that's all the time we've got, Peter. Uh, I want to thank you very much for your time and your value and your insight. Uh, I, I look forward to talking to you again. And so uh, hopefully we'll be able to set that up uh, down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope I could have uh, shed some insight for everybody listening. I, I think so. And uh, last but not least, how do people reach out to you? Um, literally, you know, you can go to you know YouTube, e-commerce empire builders. You can check us out there, or just e-commerce empirebuilders.com or peterprue.com. Both will take you to the same. Okay, terrific. All right, everybody. Uh, hope you guys uh, take care, stay safe, and we'll check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.